Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And I'm Laura. <laughs> and this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the articulate architect. So, guys, what's everyone been up to? Brett, what's Laura, you, you go first. Ah. I go first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this week I actually haven't started on the project yet, which is kind of late for my timetable and my schedule, but um, I think I can still pull it off because I have a, I have a simple idea that will be quick to build, but still probably a cool video, hopefully. Nice. Um, yeah, I want to make, like, I, I just moved into the tiny house maybe like six weeks ago now. And um, I don't have a bed side table thing for my loft bed. And yeah. I don't have enough light, like a reading light or actually like just a night light. So when you wake up at night, you can actually turn on a light. I don't yeah. have that. So I thought I could combine it and, and build like a drawer that has light in it and has like a switch, like a fridge, like a fridge switch, nice. if that's, nice. a, if that's nice. a thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I pull out the drawer and then there's light and I push it back in and the light is out. So I think I want to build something like that. This when, you, when you open it up, can you have a sound effect that kind of goes like a lightsaber? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> yeah. So I will do that tomorrow and Saturday, and then edit on Sunday, and hopefully have it out on Sunday. Nice. And are you just gonna stay ahead of me on sticker designs? No, I don't think so. This? I think I think I want to make this a bit more um, exciting and pretend that I'm out of ideas <laughs> <laughs> and then in the last minute <laughs> just blast it with yeah. 30 sticker designs stick a bomb you <laughs> oh, that would Brilliant. be amazing oh yeah. no 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 what you know what you do huh? that because you just told me hmm? you will you will bring upon the fury because I will just do every <laughs> sticker design that I thought of for you and I'll just drop them all on you and be like you should have done these what's up now <laughs> you can never make it up to me <laughs> uh, I'm no, so I really enjoy uh, I really enjoy the sticker challenge I have to say it's so cool whenever I check the hashtags there is something new up and it's yeah I don't know I didn't ex I don't know about you Brett but I didn't expect so many people to join in so, no, but yeah. I, I I think there's enough random poll. I mean, I, I chatted about it a little bit on the last episode of this, and we have mm -hmm. a handful of listeners that definitely jumped in because I, I follow them. And it started to spread around. The more you were posting and the more the, I don't know, more marketing, if you want to call it that, we were doing, mm -hmm. it seemed like we're getting mm -hmm. more people involved. So Yeah, yeah. But we can and chat so more about, about that. Yeah, Whoop. when, now? <laughs> Later? Oh, <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna let everybody else go. With oh yeah, right. Going, sorry, sorry. I just wanted to talk about myself a little bit more. <laughs> I can do that. Later. Fair enough. We'll touch on it again in a minute. Cool. cool. Uh, well, Brett, do you want to go? Because you've uh, you've already started talking. What? I said, do you want to go for what you've been up to? Uh, we've already started talking about the stickers. Oh god! All right, uh, <laughs> it's so organised. The show is yeah. easy. I'm sorry, I thought that made sense. Easy. Oh, segue, Steve. Um, so I am doing the sticker challenge with this lady named Laura. Um, it's going <laughs> semi well. Uh, she put po you posted those two stickers. It totally threw me off my game. Um, <laughs> I yeah. have an idea for a build, uh, a quote-unquote build video for this weekend. Um, I also haven't started mine either because 
Jimmy's had the ShopBot guys in the shop setting up the gigantic CNC. Uh, so I've been running back and forth, helping with that and, and doing various errands. Uh, and then I just got absolutely stabbed by USPS trying to send out my stickers and shirts without realizing how much it was going to cost me. Oh, so yeah. It's yeah. been just just a whirlwind of a week. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's quite expensive to ship worldwide, isn't it? <laughs> you you did not tell me those secrets. <laughs> I looked at your site and I was like, yeah, she's got baseline price and you pay for shipping. It's not a big deal. Try and do the same thing. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was so. pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Al, Steve, who's next? Al? Yeah, I'll, I'll stay on topic actually because I was <laughs> I was at the post office today shipping stuff out. Uh, um, I shipped off the sign to Izzy, the wooden sign I made uh, for oh. the matrix. Uh, do you want me to bleep the name? Yeah, uh, well, it's gone now. So he's, he, he, and I'm guessing he doesn't listen to the show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so so it's gone. So hopefully he'll get that in the next few days. Nice. But yeah, shipping stuff, man. Like especially sort of intercontinental. <laughs> there's so many rules and. Stuff you're not allowed to ship. You're not even allowed to ship yeah. human body parts anymore. What? <laughs> yeah, I had, to, I had to check off this list and all the things that weren't included in this box. Yeah. Um, and it was also the last of my batch of stickers as well. So all the Hack Shack stickers have gone out. So I need to, um, yeah, on, on, on subject, I need to get in, get in on some more and, and start reprinting some. Yeah. Um, nice. But I've just started uh, on the next project. Um, Laura, maybe after the show, you're going to have to tell me what a simple idea is because I've, I've no idea what that is. So <laughs> <laughs> I really need to learn how to do things that are simple and not yeah. ridiculous. Um, yeah. So I, I did I did the machine machining of the metal part um, for this little mini build I'm doing, um, mm-hmm. and then I've started to uh, try and gold leaf it to so do yeah, some nice. gilding. So I've got all the stuff you need to make the gold leaf, like the glues and the the leaf itself, and all the little tools and stuff. So I'm having a go at that, having a practice. It's really cool. Um, never never done anything like that before, but. I think it could turn out really nice. Yeah. Um, and a little bit of sort of enamel painting and stuff. It's going to be like a, a combination of, of, of techniques for this little this little figurine I'm making. So, yes, yeah, another learning process for me in the in the, in the week. Awesome. Sounds really good, man. Yeah. Cool, what about Steve? you, Steve? Uh, what have I been up to? Um, well, I've been mostly at work because we're recording uh, just over five days after our last recording um so i've only had one workshop day and uh and i, I went down there and got I, I literally started um stripping down my uh welder because i need to do some maintenance on that and uh, realized that the liner that i bought was the wrong kind of liner um so went into town to try and get a new one um and they don't have it in stock so i don't have a welder at the moment so i can't do uh. the thing that i was hoping to do which is annoying yeah. uh and then had to go over to uh, Alex, the blacksmith I work for, um, went over to his workshop and he basically messaged me and was like, oh, can you give us a hand for like 20 minutes just to help move something around? I was like, oh yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, and I got there and it turns out that the caravan that's been parked in this one spot undercover for the last four years and hasn't moved an inch uh, needed to be moved. So ended up... Is Laura coming to build a house in it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we uh, we had to end up moving that, uh, which was an absolute nightmare. Um, then came back and started working on um, some stuff in the forge, and actually started to get forging again. Oh, nice. um, and got like halfway into it, realised that the leg vice that I've got set up at the moment wasn't right for what I was doing, so I had to set up another a, a new leg vice that I brought a little yeah. while back. Um, but 
because I was already like I'd already started something. I was like, oh, I just quickly throw something together that'll like a, a quick bodge that'll work, and uh, and it it really didn't work at <laughs> all. <laughs> and I just ended up getting more and more frustrated because I couldn't do the thing that I wanted to do, um, and ended up uh, basically I've I've put together a cut up a load of steel um ready to weld together a new um like a, a stand for the device and then it was only after i'd finished cutting all the steel up that i realized my welder is in bits on the other table so i i then started just doing a bit of tidying up um and funnily enough to bring it all back round, segue a uh <laughs> i um i found a an old uh, like a little woodworking like a, a junior carpenter's vice mm-hmm. um that i was I was looking for because Al's been saying that he needs a vice, and I was like, "Oh, I could if I find that, I could send that up to Al. It'd be a really nice gift." And um, and then I so I had that. I came home and watched um, Tim Sway's latest video, which was where he did the little the bench top um, bench top workbench that was mm-hmm. like oh, yeah, co- nice. a copy of Laura's um, one. And uh, and saw that and was like, oh, but now I want to keep it so that yeah. I can use it for that. So, so fuck, fuck Al. Actually, on that point, I've, I've been doing something else this week as well. I'm trying to get hold of um, an English wheel mm-hmm. from ah, somewhere. Yeah. So I've been, I've been like searching for um, like secondhand tools. You know, like they have like auctions where if an old workshop shut down or something and they get yeah. rid of all, all the tools. Um, so I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to hunt down somewhere that I can get a, a cheap English wheel because. You guys know I've got a big kind of metalwork project uh, in in the plans, um, yeah. and I need something to kind of shape shape sheet metal with. So I'm gonna get, I'm oh. gonna try and get hold of one of those. I think the, the you can kind of get a second hand one for around two hundred two hundred pounds. Um, yeah. Unless yeah, I don't. Is there another name for an English wheel, Steve? Uh, I only know it as an English wheel. Okay. Yeah, you know the, the thing you roll. It's yeah, like you've got yeah, two yeah. wheels like that, and you just yeah. roll them through. Yeah, yeah, I need that. I need that too. Yeah. I also need. I also need your. Um, I also need your bender as well. I must say that workbench, the dog dog bench, whatever it's called, that you made a while ago. Workbench dog. Is that what it's called? I don't know. The, what the little workbench? <laughs> what? I don't remember. <laughs> okay. <Never mind. laughs> Let's move on from that one. But uh, but yeah, cool. So. I'm just going to search it right now on YouTube. Because yeah. <laughs> okay. we don't know what you're talking about. Um, Actually, do, do, do you use that, that, that worktop bench, Laura? Is it handy? Oh, yeah, yeah. I use it from time to time because it's really handy that you can... Um, like uh, mini tabletop you... workbench. What? Oh, yeah, that one. Exactly. Yeah, so that's what we were talking about. Yeah. <gasps> yes, that we were talking about the whole time. <laughs> um, no, it's really, really handy for dovetailing and all the smaller parts. Mm, and also right. you can have um, stock and clamp it to it upright, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and that is that is incredibly handy. Yeah, Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. See, for me, it would just be nice to have um, like a, a little nice, clean, mm-hmm. flat bit of, of workbench that I could, because obviously doing metal work, I've got... Mm-hmm dust and grime and <laughs> yeah stuff everywhere it'd be not quite nice to be able to just pull that out and just do some nice yeah. finer that, work on that yeah exactly that's what i use it for because it's not covered in paint and yeah. you know glue and all that so yeah. actually we were shooting the tv show a couple of weeks ago and i um i put it aside because i didn't want the kids to to paint on it and then i totally <laughs> forgot about the workbench and then i think like last week i was like oh <gasps> Yeah, right. I got the workbench. <laughs> it's just sitting here in the corner. That's awesome. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, cool. Right. 
shall we move on to our um, our topic? Yes. Do you want to do the intro, Brett? Because it was your idea. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, or not? I can I can do it. It's fine. I don't know. Uh, sure. So, uh, all of us here in the Fools with Tools room, as well as Laura, um, have been known to work a handful of different careers in our past that have uh, led us to our current situation. Laura obviously doing YouTube full-time, but your rap sheet or your history of jobs (laughs) seems pretty deep. And I know Al and Steve are very similar and, and... Along with myself, my my yeah. job history is varied. So the idea is, I I would like to know more, or or we would like to know more. The audience would like to know more about everybody's background, um, yeah. all the different things that we've done with our past, and what we've taken from those jobs, or or what we've carried on from those jobs uh, to help us in the workshop, or help us with what we do in our day to day. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, because this this topic kind of came around because me and Brett were talking uh, earlier in the week um, about different jobs and that, and we were talking about the the past jobs we had, mm-hmm. and and it it was the fact that we were applying, like I was applying things from when I was a doorman to the stuff that I do when I work in IT to, and then the stuff I work in from IT into what I do as a blacksmith, and it was it was just kind of interesting the way that we were talking about the the massively varied jobs that we have yeah um and how it it all ties in um and because i know for example my mother half jazz at the moment she's she's kind of stuck because she she feels like she should know what she wants to do um and like she should be finding a, a career and, and doing all this and i kind of sat down and explained to her like i spent the last i i, I think I had my first job when i was about 11 and there's only been a three month period where I wasn't working in those 20 years. Yeah. And that was because I broke my neck. Like, and but I've had so many, I've had so many different <laughs> random, varied Slacker. jobs in that time. <laughs> yeah. Laura's got a broken toe. She's still working. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like I've had like loads of different jobs in that time. And it, it wasn't until I started um, looking at doing making as a, as a career, as a job, Mm-hmm. that I actually found something that I wanted to do. Everything else was just, it was interesting for six months or so, or it just paid the bills or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so it was just kind of starting off on that. So I don't know where we want to start. I want to know topic. what Laura's first job is out of either university or I'm, I'm not 100% yeah. sure if you went yeah. to university. Yeah, I but. did. Well, I mean, like the the first jobs I had were like obviously the, like the babysitting stuff when I was a kid, and then oh, okay. yeah. during school I um, super weird. I don't even know why, but I, w- I took summer jobs. Like in those, we have a six week summer break in, break in Germany, and I yeah. took uh, jobs as a roofer, <laughs> as an intern <laughs> at a roofing company, nice. and of course, as a yeah. carpenter. Yeah, I don't even know. Like I was fifteen. I, I don't even know. <laughs> um, I think I, I wanted to save up for something, and I don't remember what it was. But I think that was the motivation to just work through the holidays and just get some money like those were and i'm still you know i didn't learn a tremendous amount in these summer intern jobs but yeah um you know you still feed from that uh work ethic thing that you that you learn early on so but my first proper job was after school i applied um at a tv company because i wanted to be a camera woman or camera assistant oh 
hold on, I wanted to be an editor first. I wanted to edit <laughs> and like do the whole post-production thing. And then yeah. I applied for this job um, and then I got it. And then I changed careers because I found that camera work is much more exciting. So that was the first proper job that I had. And I did that for three years. That's and awesome. then, yeah. And That's then cool. you switched to Urban Outfitters I, or something? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, well, kind of, no. In between that, I, um, well... Working for TV, uh, yeah, you can imagine like that's that it's it's horrible. You know, you do like these cheap TV productions, and although it, w I mean, it was super exciting for the first two years because everything was new and it was my first proper job, and I was basically working around the clock and we were traveling all through Europe, and it was exciting. But then I don't know, you get the hang of it and you understand your job, and it's not so exciting anymore. And then you understand like, oh my god, like if this is my life, just working 12 hours 16 hours for a yeah. tv format that is horrible like i'm not sure if i can keep the motivation up for this um and i discovered like i i'm super into photography and photography is almost like filming only better and i could probably do it do like more of my own stuff with that because it's yeah. not so expensive and all that so i wanted to study photography and then my brother told me like you should study design I'm like all right okay I studied design then. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> so I did that um, for the longest time. And during the design, like during that university time, I discovered, no, it's not photography. <laughs> it's building stuff. Um, but I had really cool professors. They basically let me do whatever I wanted and still gave me like all the, um, the I'm not sure what the word is, like the, you know, if you take a class and then the, the end result of that class, you. you what, what? <laughs> what's the word uh, uh, like, like your in, thesis in, well thesis yeah i mean like or? you have like this uh, thing that says like okay so laura has like topography one and two the classes yeah. now she has like blah blah design i, I don't even know how the classes were <laughs> called because i never did anything that was related to design but yeah i was uh, basically <laughs> <laughs> I only remember topography. <laughs> yeah. oh, but they um, still gave you like the grades and stuff. For yeah, it. the grades exactly. Okay, yeah. Cool, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. Um, so I was building my shop on the side basically um, and doing that. And after university, I took a job at a flight case company. So they were building flight cases, and I took that job because I had a shop, but I only had like very um, simple hand tools, like a jigsaw, an angle grinder. I had a drill but like no table saw, no nothing. So I took that job to learn how to use the tools, which was a bit backwards. And my boss did not know that I'm not, <laughs> not comfortable <laughs> with a table saw and a panel saw and all yeah. these things. So yeah, he found out pretty quick when I cut off my fingertip, <laughs> like in the second week there or first week, I don't remember. So, um, yeah, but I had that job. He still kept me around. I thought it was kind of yeah. nice. Um, I like had you, kept, you kept your fingertip around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I was fired. The fingertip is still there. Yeah, this one's mine. <laughs> I keep this. Um, yeah, I had that job for two years as well. And then I took a job for Urban Outfitters, um, which was probably like uh, the it, it's on paper. That was probably the best job. But in reality, that was the job that got me the furthest away from doing my own stuff. Um, yeah. So that was for me, it was the, the worst job in quotes. 
but it was nice because it was the first time that I was actually in um, like in a friendly competition, seeing what other people are doing. And I had my own workshop, I had my own budget, and I could do some of my own projects. Um, so it was nice, but like the only thing it was missing was just working for myself. Yeah. And I like I didn't like that at all. So I did that job for two years, and then I said, okay, I need to make it work, and I need to work for myself, and just try it. And that's what I did. So yeah. Yeah, just to, I mean, to sum it up, obviously, like the first job at film, like all the filming, editing, it comes, uh, it, yeah, it comes super handy now. And yeah. then design is kind of nice because I think like design and marketing, it goes hand in hand to communicate your brand and communicate your ideas. That's, I mean, it's all design, right? Yeah. Um, and then the, the flight case job is definitely where I got my work ethic. <laughs> it was a pretty tough job. And then Urban Outfitters is just a constant, motivation not to ever take a full-time job <laughs> i don't i don't want to hate on them it was great it's just like me personally i, I can't yeah. do it i can't work for somebody else so you, yeah you missed, you missed the gossip but you don't miss oh no. work with somebody yeah. else. i mean i had my <laughs> lifetime share of gossip basically you know? <laughs> yeah. so laura did you did you see the um when you worked on the tv show like mm -hmm. obviously you said it kind of was, was long hours for something that wasn't really that rewarding yeah um did you see that as a starting point of something more interesting or bigger did you you know was was there a path you could have taken that would have been more interesting for you in that in that industry or was it was yeah. it literally just a job mm, no i was really into the whole camera thing um and back then i mean it was 2003 so the whole um digital stuff just started we were yeah. shooting on still on tape so yeah. better come sp it was called and then before i left my boss bought the first hd camera which was like crazy expensive <laughs> yeah. and was i the panasonic one uh, i don't <laughs> i don't remember to be honest yeah, i okay. and, like i hated everything about the digital stuff i thought like <laughs> the only way to do it is like film like i, yeah. I wanted to be a, like a proper yeah. camera woman 35 millimeters i wanted to have my assistants and like do proper film shoots yeah. and then i realized like if i really want to have that career it's at least 10 more years of being an assistant like a material assistant and then just you know a focus pull and then da 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 and uh, yeah. yeah yeah i i just didn't have the patience for that especially yeah. when you're not good with taking orders <laughs> it's like that's not <laughs> a <career>. yeah. <laughs> It's uh, yeah. it's kind of funny you say that because when I was when I was growing up, I my one of my dream jobs was to do um, wildlife photography and and oh. as in videography, and uh, and I did exactly the same thing. I started looking into, it, I started getting really really involved, and then realised how much like how long it is until you actually get anywhere near yeah. being a cameraman. And yeah. was like, uh, I'm just gonna go do something else instead because yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy the amount of work that goes into it. And I because I ended up doing. Um, a, uh, a course in in photography when I was mm -hmm. doing my A levels, mm -hmm. um, which is like uh, essentially college um, right. for the UK guys, and uh, and yeah, I had exactly the same thought process with um, digital photography because when I was doing it, like we were shooting on on uh, on proper film, and we had nice. one of the first digital cameras uh, in the in the school, mm -hmm. and uh, and it was one of those that you actually had to put a floppy disk. Nice. inside of it you took one photo and that yeah. was the entire floppy disk full oh, and it was wow uh, it took zip disks a lot of those early ones took those yeah. zip disks wow. yeah. yeah and it and i just remember looking at it going this digital stuff this is never going to go anywhere yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, but think about think about how much different that would be. Like Laura, when you were over for the TP build, if you were going to try and film any of the stuff that you did, you know, the old school yeah, way, you yeah, brought you yeah. brought your own little camera and lenses and tripod all on your person on the plane, yeah, and yeah. were able to set up, film, yeah. and edit while you were yeah. here. I, I need so another much. floppy disk. <laughs> knowing knowing Jimmy, he's probably got a drawer of floppy disks probably, in the yeah. shop somewhere. Like a floppy disk making machine. He's <laughs> got a machine yeah. that just prints all the type on it. We do have we do have we found his old Canon, you know, the white Canon shoulder cam with the big oh, lens on the front of yeah. it oh, right, that right. still took nice. DV tapes, mini DV. Yeah, yeah. No. I found it in a box the other day, and now he's just he's got it up in his little collection of goodies because <laughs> nice. he doesn't know what to do with it. Obviously, it's worthless at this point. Yeah, but yeah. He's like, I paid a lot of money for that uh, yeah. twenty years ago. <laughs> Yeah, but it's crazy. It. I mean, it's still like the the um, difference between the whole TV, like a, how a TV production works and how we work on YouTube. Yeah. And, you know, digital and analog and how fast and effective everything is. Like, I would say like, I'm a super analog person, but even I like it. You, you cannot resist. It makes so much sense. It makes everything so easy. And the career in quotes that I have now would never be possible you know on film like yeah. how would you even have a youtube for film <laughs> your first 10 videos would have been you building a dark room for yourself yeah. Yeah. <laughs> building a movie theater so people can watch my movies <laughs> oh, i mean because like i i i must admit like um for for me because i'm only obviously just getting into youtube now and um and like it, it's great because i i can record everything on my own i can edit on my own mm -hmm. and yeah, I, it it would be nice having someone else there to control the camera every now and then. Mm -hmm. But I can't imagine now working uh, in like a big like team doing mm -hmm. a, a video shoot because yeah, especially if you're just on the camera, like it's not you you wouldn't be able to get your um, your ideas and your opinions put forward as much. Yeah, and yeah, and I think that's the beauty of doing it uh, with YouTube is the fact that actually you're yeah. in complete control. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And like, yeah, everything like the thumbnail, when you upload yeah. it, how often you upload, it's it's crazy. It's, it's actually like, it is perfect. It is a lot of work. That's the that's probably like the downside. And it's it's very hard to do it on a regular basis. I still think it's a very hard job. You, yeah. you, you don't really get used to that. But it's, um, it's so rewarding, because like you can wake up in the morning and think, ah, oh, you know what? I think today is a great day. Oh, like a storm, <clears throat> a storm has hit Germany. Like so many trees fell. I will go now and make a video about that. You could do that, yeah. you know, yeah. and then yeah. have it have it accessible to the world within minutes. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's brilliant. And yeah. Al Al brought his uh, his chef skills into a build video, which. <laughs> was hysterical to, <laughs> to have that dynamic somebody that goes I used to be a chef you know what I can do I can make something on my workbench that also has to do with food yep. yeah <laughs> everyone's got to eat right so yeah. <laughs> people understand it yep. <laughs> but, but Al, Al what did you bring from from the past I mean Steve's delved into it a little bit but what were your other careers before yeah besides I mean, chef yeah I mean um, chef was probably the big one but like same as Laurie, you know, from from the start of sort of age 13, 14, you start getting these little jobs. Um, it was a bit like you, Brett, last week talking about kind of how you kind of weren't really comfortable around people. <laughs> so, like, as a kid, I was working in, like, a, a really touristy area in a gift shop. 
and just mm. having to learn to kind of like put up with people and suffer like mm. the general public oh, yeah. at a really early yep. age and it taught me so much about kind of respect and behavior and like how, how to bite your tongue and, and how to yep. behave around people um but yeah then from from sort of uni i i did um i did electronics at uni and it's really funny laurie saying about um kind of oh yeah i, d- I didn't want to embrace digital at the time and, and i really <laughs> like at the time it was 2000 and i was doing um electronic engineering and bear in mind this was long before smartphones this was long before the sort of the digital age and, and yeah. the internet wasn't really a thing you know it was kind of dial-up modems and stuff like that yeah yeah and there was no jobs and i was terrified that i i picked this career of electronics and there was no future in it um and you know, look at what a fucking idiot look at me now like, <laughs> um but yeah at the time it was it was it, i i liked electronics but you know there was I, there was no future I, I used to go to job fairs and it was all sort of mechanical engineering and i was mm. i was in the wrong discipline and i was kind of i was young and i was sort of terrified of this future and then um, that's kind of yeah. when i went into when I went into uh, into cooking and, and chefing and the whole catering scene is where I learned most of my discipline. Mm-hmm. I learned about kind of uh, hierarchy and taking orders and just yep. biting your lip and getting down with it. And basically the biggest thing I took out of it was really, really hard work. Mm-hmm. So what you were saying just then, Laura, about this this YouTube thing being hard work, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm guilty of making it harder for myself than it needs to be, but that's kind of... <laughs> For me, that's part of the fun and part of kind of the comedy is that I, I over kind of, you know, um, Rube Gilberg things. But um, yeah, for me, hard work is the biggest thing that I took out of, out of being a chef. Yeah. Um, and then when I realized it was a terrible industry to live in and you couldn't have friends, <laughs> yeah. and you, could, you could never go to the cinema, you could never go to a restaurant and you could never do anything outside of being a chef. Um, mm-hmm. I, that's when I went back to college and I studied, I went back to study design. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. So, I, so I, I learned graphics. Um, I started this whole new career. I didn't. I didn't even know what graphic design was. I went. I went to. Um, I went to an interview at the university, and I've said this to Steve before. I just basically took a whole portfolio of comic books that I'd drawn, because I thought graphic design was like graphic novels. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I just turned up with this this stack of like comic books, and the guy was like, "That's that's not what graphic design is." And, but he was like, "Oh yeah, but I can see. I see you can draw." So he let me on the yeah. course. Nice. Um, but then, because I was old and I was at university, basically I couldn't get a I couldn't get a grant, so I had to take a load of different jobs at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I was a manager in a bar. I was working in a marketing department. Um, I was building dishwashers in a factory, and I was doing all these stupid random jobs. And each one of them just taught me totally different things. So mm-hmm. like the monotony of factory work, where you're just doing the same thing over and over again, you learn processes and how to speed things up. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve, you'll probably go on to talk about kind of nightlife and, and working in a bar, but, you know, working, yeah, yeah. surrounded by drunk people when you're sober is yeah. a real eye-opener. Well, the trick, is to be, the trick is to be drunk as well. That's, ah, that's, how, I, that's how I did I it. Was, I was a little, not that you were going to get drunk on our show, but I was surprised when you didn't have a beer in your hand. You no, I honestly thought like, ah, this is a perfect time to have a beer. I mean, it's 10, you know? And I thought, no, you, you can't do it. That's... <laughs> you can't do it. <laughs> Not on the podcast. Yeah, no, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> like I have this empty water bottle. That's all I got. <laughs> I have a cup of coffee. Yeah, it's four o'clock. No, it's uh, funny that you mentioned the bar because um, yeah, that's actually a job that I had almost during the whole time while I was studying. Yeah, I was working in the bar uh, once or twice a week, and that I mean it wasn't very disciplined. I was 
honestly like drunk the whole time basically <laughs> but um the one thing that i that i learned from that is to immediately spot the assholes i don't know if you yeah. are you bleeping yeah. this out you learn yeah, we, so no, this fast is, this is okay full good on. okay full good. On. perfect <laughs> so you learn so fast who's a dick and who's not and who yeah. you can trust and i don't know like it's probably not even like working as a girl alone in a bar like working as a guy alone in a bar like that can be yeah. scary at six in the morning right so yeah. um yeah you immediately know who's dangerous who's your friend who's funny who's an asshole who doesn't yeah. have money who still has cigarettes <laughs> like you spot these things and yeah. working for yeah. yourself though that, that's yeah that's a good thing to know yeah that's a, that's a really good shout actually just like that being able to judge people yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and the thing is because it's one of the things i've always said is everyone should always like everyone should be made to do six months working in hospitality whether it's oh yeah in a bar or in a restaurant whatever yeah just so you, a you get used to like you say being able to tell who's an asshole and who's not but also so you learn how to be nice to people yeah because yeah. you can always tell someone that's work, like when you're working in a bar you can always tell when someone else has worked in a bar because mm -hmm. they'll tip they'll yeah, wait their turn too. they'll they'll have their order ready when you get to them they won't yeah. just go oh yeah can i have uh can I have one thing and then oh, what's it that you want and then, and then go oh it goes my head in and then yeah, order, yeah. A, order a pint of Guinness right yeah right at the end, right at the end. <laughs> <laughs> come on I'm still I'm I'm convinced that people need to add it's either you have to do service or retail oh yes. Yes. damn my yeah. my short stint at Urban Outfitters which happened to be around the same time that Laura was doing it you know across the pond uh like you take somebody that's not good with people and then go okay you're gonna get talked to all day long by yeah. by not just people but tourists because i was in las vegas oh. so it's every mixture of people you could possibly get and i'm you know i'm holding a screw gun for the head display artist or something and they're like do you know where the boots are for the size six that we saw in a magazine eight months ago i have absolutely no idea what you're talking about and also leave me alone but, or you know my favorite was catching catching people that you'd eyeball like laura i don't know if you got good at it but i got real good about spotting people trying to steal shit yeah yeah Ooh. and yep. i'd i'd play the you know i'd walk up to the front with them like right behind them and then the minute the alarm would go off i'm like oh <laughs> that's weird <laughs> it's almost like we didn't f remember to take the tag off when you bought those oh you didn't buy them you forgot them in your pocket you're right um, let's just take those back inside i got real yeah. good about spotting nice good. yeah it's, i got real good at hiding in the workshop and making <laughs> pretend that i'm working <laughs> that is so much better yeah. that's a much better idea yeah it was funny because when i started the job um i worked in cologne obviously and we just opened that store so everything was perfect and fresh so the first couple of weeks i just had nothing to do because everything was in excellent shape up to date it was you know awesome. the budget was spent that was it yeah so actually the first thing that i did was um build a chair and then i had this <laughs> this uh, storage thing <laughs> with all the paint in and i and i like put it off the wall just to make the chair fit and then i can hide in between there <laughs> 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 and i was reading I, I did and used, sleeping <laughs> i did i did used to go into the inventory area every now and then because we had a really small inventory area like our storage area was really really small because we yeah. were in planet hollywood cons casino so it was like really tiny um 
there were moments where they go, hey, uh, we need you to go and pull a few things and get them out on the racks. And I'm like, great. I know that's going to take me <laughs> two hours. And it was really 30 minutes, but I would just yeah. look through what our back inventory was and goes, what can I stick on the sale rack and then put an orange tag on and tell them that I found? <laughs> Which I may or may not have done to the leather jacket that I've been wearing ever since. <laughs> Oops. Like, yeah, isn't it weird that no one bought the medium, which is the most prevalent size of this really expensive jacket, and now it's on sale for five dollars. How weird is that? <laughs> it's it's in my closet downstairs. <laughs> but to be fair, I used to do the same thing on the bar because um, I was the only person that knew how to do uh, how to change barrels and how to change gas and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I yeah. I was able to do stock takes and things like that. Yeah. So whenever it, especially on like during the summer when it was really really hot especially behind the bar where you've got all the fridges kicking out more heat. I'd be like, I'm just going to go stand in the cellar for three hours and chill out <laughs> and, and be nice and cool. It was great. But, uh, I think that's cool. Like the, like from working in restaurants, like I learned hard graft and like basically hmm. nonstop, you know, you can't breathe. You can't go take a piss. You can't do anything. You just got literally just mm-hmm. be a machine, yeah. a factory. And like now I work in an office job. I've mastered the art of like, doing nothing but making yeah. it look like I'm doing shitloads <laughs> like if I pick this thing up and just walk around people will just assume I'm going somewhere with it or doing something and it's like Ooh, he's, he's got a he's got a notebook in his hand he must be really busy it's like you know wait, what, what, what colour pens can I take to make me look really busy yeah. in this thing <laughs> that's gotta be why Laura you know she touts this whole having a notebook thing and you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. She, when she's got a notebook she's oh, real yeah, yeah. busy yeah yeah, busy. <laughs> yeah well the so, thing is so, working okay. for yourself it's yeah, like I cannot apply all these beautiful tricks that I learned at Urban Outfitters. Yeah, right. <laughs> they don't when work you take anymore. Time off. Yeah. When you take time off, it's on you. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What about you, Brett? What, what kind of um, what things have you learned from your your crazy list of of, of jobs? Um, similar to you guys, and I, I talked about it, I guess, a little bit last week, and and I guess I chatted about it a little bit on the other podcast. Um, but I. I was never really comfortable anywhere or a lot of the jobs were just, there were too many other people around and it's like the job stressed me out to begin with. And then there were just a lot of other personalities. Um, so like moving out to Vegas right after university, you know, I had worked nothing but blue collar jobs up until then doing like landscaping. I was in golf course maintenance, you know, like yeah. working on equipment and cutting grass, move to Vegas, work on a TV show, start out as an editor, get, put on as a camera operator and then i did one stupid interview because robin leach the british lifestyles of the rich and famous guy canceled on me and my boss goes you still have to shoot something and and get it online i was like okay i shot one stupid thing and then they were like that was hilarious you have to do you have to be on camera now and i was like i don't want to be on camera i don't want um and then we were trying to be, you know, at the forefront of internet video and marketing and stuff. And it was 2007, eight, nine, you know, we worked for a really, really wealthy company out in Vegas, but we, none of us saw the money and they basically blew the budget. And then we all got fired one day, like out of nowhere, they just, people started getting phone calls at their desks and just going away and never coming back into the office. And then I went broke started working at urban outfitters because my friend was a manager he said i would he, you know he's like i can't pay you much but at least you'll pay rent and yeah. then 
I didn't even make enough money there. I was so hard pressed and like just angry. That town sucks. It's just a lot of bad attitudes and it's a very fake city. Mm-hmm. I moved back to Kansas City, started working for my old friend who had started his silkscreen and letterpress company, and oh, I just nice. slung ink all day long working. Like, we didn't have air conditioner, we didn't have heat, we, and we were producing posters and shirts and press, like, all the time, always. It was constantly dirty, covered in everything, and it was just, it was back-breaking work, and it was super fun, <laughs> but I made $9 an hour and didn't consistently work 40 hours a week. Mm. Yeah. And so I was, you know, considered part-time or whatever, and then got a job at a fabrication shop, learned a lot more about tools and equipment and producing for bigger clients. But then I hated that I was in a union with all these guys that I didn't agree with their personalities. Yeah. And I wasn't making very good money. And and they're like, oh, don't worry, because if you work this job for 40 years, you'll get it in your pension. (laughs) I'm like, I don't want to do this for 40 years. You guys are nuts. I think and there's then a re- I, there's a, yeah, sorry, but there's a recurring theme here of like none of us kind of wanted to be in a job that was gonna be yeah. us for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then I I got pulled in by that startup company because while I was in Vegas, I did and I was you know broke and looking for work. I did one freelance gig at a at a booth at an exhibition hall, doing like After Effects talks and talking about stock video. I worked for a stock media company uh on that freelance and then they called me back and were like we'll pay you more than they do and you can work out of your apartment and then like sit in your <laughs> underwear all day long and do your st-. And i was like that is yeah i am down with that and then they got venture capitalist money and started to grow i moved to new york city to follow it thinking you know i'd miss the opportunity and then spent five years there wow uh, like total with the company yeah. and by the end of it, we had hired on so many people that I didn't know any of their faces anymore. The company had gone full corporate. I, I, I got in more arguments in the last six months of me working there than I <laughs> probably ever because I just got tired of it. And I was getting yeah. it wasn't like I was 21 and going, I'm not I'm working too hard and this is unfair. <laughs> yeah. It was more like I've been doing this longer than you've been here at this point. I feel like I can tell you how this company works better than you. Yeah, and then that guy will go. Well, I used to work for American Express, and I know how business works. And I'm like, "Fuck you, dude! I I don't care about your background. Yeah. yeah, you work, you work less than everybody in this office, and you collect three times the money. You know, with your paycheck. I'm sick of this shit. So, <laughs> I I jumped into Jimmy's shop. You know, one day because I told him I emailed him randomly and was like, "I want to work with my hands. I could use some advice." And then just shoved myself down his throat until he let me sweep his floors. <laughs> but it was, it was okay. a constant battle of like learning a little bit here, a little bit there, and like you take the the negatives and the positives of like, all right, I hated this job. Okay, what do I want to never mm. look at in a job again? You know, okay, yeah. so let's never accept another job that has these aspects of it. Or the positive ones where you go, next job, I'll make sure there's more of that. Yeah. And so it was constantly building until now I feel like the most comfortable and I get a bunch of cool people that I get to chat with every day. I'm doing stupid sticker designs with Laura because (laughs) it's like, it's the funnest thing I've done in a really long time. And it is completely just like, it came out of nowhere and we're like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But that's like, that's exactly what I love about the whole business and the whole community and YouTube and being self-employed. Because I mean, yeah, that's fun. Like I couldn't imagine anything 
you know that like that is so much fun i in any job that i had i never had a task that was so much fun like the sticker challenge you know what i mean like that's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's really really cool and stuff like that happens all the time like we make our own videos we have our own ideas we follow up on these ideas and it is business so like with the sticker challenge it, you know there will there will be money in it eventually and probably like especially for a small channel doing these things is so much better than relying on youtube to keep their policies the way that they can make money yeah. you know like they just changed it to the uh, 4000 hours rule I, I don't even know like there's a change that makes it a little bit harder for small channels to monetize their videos and yeah. a lot of people are raging or raving about this and yeah i can totally see that but don't waste your energy complaining about stuff that you cannot change you know make yeah. a sticker sell the sticker yeah. you can make more money with selling stickers than on youtube easily you know yeah, exactly so yeah that's what i love about it you have so much control and it's just up to you you know yeah and i mean I, to be I fair <laughs> i think that's one of the things that uh... <laughs> what was that <laughs> So yeah, just on, on explain, explain. Yeah. yeah. So to Laura's uh, to Laura's point about YouTube kind of changing their policies, um, the chairman of YouTube um, said that basically they're stopping uh, supporting smaller channels and new channels, um, because they're bad actors was the exact word that she used. Um, obviously not not meaning like we're bad at acting. Like I know I know I'm terrible at acting, but in terms of um, the bigger picture of YouTube and who makes money for them and who is part of kind of their oh, okay. yeah. their ship, as you will. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of why they cut basically all, all all channels below a certain threshold. So I, I'm going to embrace that and I'm like fuck you. I've got, you know I, <laughs> I, I like I like being the little guy. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like honestly, it's cool that money from YouTube comes in, but that's the one source yeah. of income that I never rely on, and I'm yeah, surprised exactly. every month. And it wouldn't even, you know from a like personally it wouldn't even bother me if they took the whole monetization thing away because the biggest thing that i have from youtube is that i can upload as much as i want whenever i want and make it available to everybody uh, that yeah. is the, like that is un like you, you could not pay for that you know yeah. so i'm fine with whatever like as long as they don't take money away from my personal pocket like i'm fine it's yeah, cool exactly. and i would even like i considered um putting the monetization off because you know, it's a bit annoying with all the commercials and all that, but yeah. I'm not sure, and people cannot give me a real answer for that. I'm not sure if YouTube would not, um, you know, take your videos out of the favor thing. Them. Yeah, because they're not making money with you. I mean, they, so I yeah, leave it that, in. that's yeah. exactly what would happen. That's yeah. the thing, I've, I've, got, I've got till the end of the, well, it was till the end of the month um, until they cut the, until they cut that off. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I had exactly the same thought. I was like, well, you're not making money off me anymore then so fuck you but then i thought but then what if they don't want to promote my videos yeah. because yeah. they're not monetized so i'd left them on and i was like you yeah. know it's, and it's, so it, again it's for me it's not about i don't want i don't want this to become that topic of conversation but yeah it's, it's not about the money for me it was just about the attitude and the way they kind of their approach to people that are, are making content for other people mm -hmm. you know yeah. and, treat, and yeah. treating them in different ways that that was it was the principle of it more than more than kind of the, the sure. money thing because sure. the money means nothing to me obviously but yeah um yeah. Yeah, it was more about the this 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 holistic, fantastic community that we've got, yeah. and then suddenly there was like a, an axe hewn through it by mm -hmm. by this corporation. It just felt really yeah. weird. It felt not not like this organic thing that we we, we are making. You know, four, four of us here are, are making this. You know, mm -hmm. it's, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's true. It seems that they have a they have trouble with communicating. Like yeah. that's what it 
yeah. probably comes down to. <laughs> yeah. Don't we all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I think like it, it, one of the things that I'm kind of getting from you guys is something that I like to to go on to what I was um, like doing when I was or my jobs and that. Um, I don't think I've ever at my ever in my life have been at a point where I've ha- only had one job. Like mm-hmm. I, yeah. there's there's one job where I was only doing that one job. I was getting paid for that, and that was it. I didn't do anything on the side, mm-hmm. um, and even that was only for about six months. Um, mm-hmm. I've always done like a bit of bar work on the side, or a bit of door work on the side, or a bit of mm-hmm. labouring or whatever um, as well. And and I think with with the the whole content creator um, thing you can't just rely on just youtube or no. just patreon or whatever you have to whether it is sponsorship or whether it's um stickers and merch and yeah. and, and other things you, you know you need to get out there and you need to hustle and you need to yeah you you're a self-employed person youtube mm-hmm. isn't employing you you can't just no, go oh, i'm just gonna wait for youtube to pay me you have yeah. to <laughs> to get out yeah. there and, and do that and that's why i think this sticker challenge is such a good thing because it this coupled with um, I know I said about it last week, but Brett's video that he put out the other day that just yeah. very briefly touched on how to use Illustrator. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I doubt you heard it, but I, I said at the time, like that for me was absolutely amazing because I never knew how <laughs> incredibly simple Illustrator yeah. actually is. It, it was yeah. just this, this horrible thing that I'd have to study for years before I'd understand it sort of thing. I was like, oh, actually yeah. it's really simple to create a sticker. And yeah, yeah, it is. And and doing that and the sticker challenge as well, it's just it's. I think it's really helpful for the community because it's making people see. Well, actually, I can make a sticker myself, and you know, mm-hmm. I can go to any number of companies and get it printed out, and yeah, and then I can sell it off to people. Yeah, <laughs> and, for sure. And, it, and it, I mean, you also get a um, you you also get a like instant feedback for your sticker. You know, you will yeah. know if it's good. Like people are friendly. Nobody will shit on you because your design is not perfect. But yeah. people will like definitely let you know if they really like the sticker. And like there are millions of um, sites where you can say, like, okay, I will upload my sticker and make a sweater and make a cup and make a sketchbook mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and if people like it, that's fine. You like even if you don't get the best cut, it is good to have, you know, that as a starting point. And then yeah. if that works out, you know, it, it can go from there. It's well, um, I, you just have I, to do it. That's the thing. I, yeah. I like to look, think of it, too, as of all things for for us to have this little challenge going on between in terms of this sticker design thing stickers and logo design are they, there's an art to it and mm-hmm. there's a yeah. reason you can look at a, like a single image with like either text or an image or both and and understand a brand versus absolutely not because mm-hmm. they did a really shitty job right like you can see a nike swoosh and one know that it's nike and everything that they're about mm-hmm. you know like it's an athletic brand. They're about energy and time mm-hmm. and there's movement in the stroke yeah. and all this stuff. But then you get, you know, some other clothing brand that comes out that just goes, yeah, we're going to be cool. And then sticks their thing on it. And everyone just goes, wow, it looks garbage. Even if their stuff was good. Yeah. You know, it, it, there's something to be said about having like a really strong logo or like single image. So a sticker yeah. is a really nice challenge to give yourself to say like, yeah, tell me in one image what you are what you're about you know yeah. and and yeah. if you can make that statement there then you can back it up with everything that you make after that yeah 
Yeah, that's true. Also, um, uh, a while back when I did the vlogs, I don't do them anymore because the live streams kind of um, took over the, the vlog format. But when yeah. I was doing the vlogs, I had this record of the week uh, section in it that I, I really that. enjoyed. Yeah, mm -hmm. me too. Me too. Um, <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> I should. <laughs> um, but the cool thing about these little, I don't know, side projects or side... I don't even know how to how to, you you have like to find a word. Hustles. You're the yeah. yeah side hustles maybe. It's like you can talk about yourself and you can talk about your brand without actually talking about yourself. You know, like if you yeah. talk straight to the camera, like oh my music taste is excellent and I'm very you know indie <laughs> and I like to go to concerts. Like everybody will go oh my god she's horrible. But if you share with them, <laughs> if if you share with them a playlist and say like listen I just yeah. discovered this I can't get it off my head it's so awesome. This is a much nicer way to share your interest without being you know you know too annoying or whatever same yeah. thing with the stickers um it's less of a statement than a complete video or a vlog about how i think skateboarding is cool or you know what i mean like you just make a sticker and people will get it and you can talk about the stuff that you like without annoying people because it's just yeah. a visual yeah. you know just a visual input and it's so quick and it's not annoying. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I think, uh, yeah, if people use these things to their favors, it doesn't yeah. have to be music or stickers. Like those are the things that I'm into. I'm sure there are a lot of things that I can think of right now that are just um, as, yeah, that just as well can communicate what you are and what your brand is about. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's the, the peaches quote that you put up I was like oh man that speaks <laughs> that speaks <laughs> so yeah. deep if you were to read into it like you could go deeper down that rabbit hole if somebody yeah. really wanted to research it and just go like that image told me so many different things <laughs> about your personality you know yeah. but it was a quick little knockout and it's a yeah. great line and yeah but it but it speaks volumes it's yeah. really cool yeah and I think that's the thing is, is sharing something like that 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 whether it, it, it's something that means something to you or something that you're invested in or, or whatever, mm -hmm. that's so much better than, like you say, sitting there and talking at the camera mm -hmm. and saying, I am this, yeah. I am that. And, yeah. and because that feels so forced and shit yeah. and that. Whereas if you, if, you, if you can say like, <laughs> shit and that, it feels so shit. <laughs> but, but if you can say like, oh, I've, I've heard this band, uh, yeah. like, I've only heard about them this week. They've been out yeah. for 10 years, but yeah. holy crap, they're amazing. You, sh you yeah. guys should go listen to them. Because you get that that actual, uh, that enthusiasm and that passion behind it. Mm -hmm. And it, it seems far more real than just going, like you say, like, I like indie music or yeah. I like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. And I mean, like when what it comes down to, like that is one of the best advantages that we as like single little companies have. Um, in comparison with like these huge production companies or you know huge companies in general like we are flexible and they're yeah. like we already come with the character and with personality yeah. and like brands like nike they have to you know what are we about yes okay so i think it's sports so we should be about energy blah, blah, blah. we should be about da 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 and this is like something that it's it's just the way it is and mm, yeah. like even if i was like uh, not into music but into books that like my videos would be, would be completely different and i would speak to a completely different audience but that audience would probably appreciate my book of the week section you know yeah. so it, it yeah. it's it's whole because it's natural and it is organic and it is how it is and you, you yeah. cannot fake it like if you fake it it won't work so yeah 
that is a super huge advantage, but it's also a little bit like getting naked on the table and, you know, showing yourself. <laughs> and that's the one yeah. thing that is really hard to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. especially but, uh, with, the, with the comment section, I can totally understand why people are intimidated uh, by it, but it doesn't mean anything like you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you like you've put it really, really well there. Like a big company is selling that they're, they're a brand. They're selling their brand, whereas mm-hmm. a single person companies like like we all are, yeah. we're not selling a brand. We're selling a character. We're selling a person. Yeah. And, yeah. And and yeah, it is. It's massively like I I know putting out uh, one of my other videos where um, there was a couple bits in it that I knew people were going to complain about, and it was so nerve wracking putting that out like. <laughs> <laughs> hovering over the publish button going oh, mm. I know I'm going to get a load of flack for this but it's if I don't put it in then it's not a true representation of, of yeah. me and who I am mm-hmm. and everything like this and uh, and as it turned out I didn't actually get much flack but cool. it's yeah it, it can still be uh, intimidating and scary and and the thing is I think for me at least it's it's far easier to do that with um, within the community itself because the community is so supportive but um, but to put it out there in in front of a load of random strangers because if someone does come back and said ah you're a fucking idiot you're doing it wrong or whatever then mm. it's a random person on the internet yeah I don't care yeah um, whereas if yeah. I if I put it out to my friends and family and one mm-hmm. of them turns around and says you're a fucking idiot then yeah yeah that, that's a little bit more like oh oh you know that I'm an idiot <laughs> I've I've got to change this now so, yeah. So. <laughs> Well, but we it's already usually, say it's that. Usually, it's, usually, <laughs> it's usually me, by the way, Steve. Yeah. I just set up like a load of fake YouTube accounts. And just, uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, bunch of bastards. I, re- I really think the comment thing is not as bad as people say no. it is. You know, it's. I mean, there are some comments that really hit you, but you know, they only hit you once, and then the next yeah. time, it's it's not that bad. You really get used to it. And now I'm at the point where I think it's really, really funny because some people are so creative. And some people are so dumb, you know, and trying to get through my blacklist. And it's, yeah. it's really cool. Like I had the and also when the community steps in for you, like there was this yeah. comment on my last video. Somebody said, like, my God, it took me two minutes to figure out if it's a boy or a girl. <laughs> and then there was somebody from the community. And he said, like, oh, that's weird. It only took me two seconds to figure out that you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Forget about record of the week. Just bring, just bring back yeah, com- comment yeah. of the week. Comment of the week. I loved the story you were telling people at the TV build or whatever where, and it's still my favorite comment that I think about when, when I think about the comment section as, yeah. as YouTube goes is where you're like, this dude looks like a chick. Yeah. <laughs> man, this man looks like a girl. <laughs> What the hell? It's oh. so good. Yeah, my favorite uh, comment from April Wilkerson was, um, so when do you uh, build yourself a kitchen to stay in? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's horrible. But, I mean, it is it is also kind of funny, you know? Yeah. It is funny. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's the thing. is like when someone, does, when someone puts a comment like that, you're like, that's got to be someone just trolling, like just saying yeah. the piss. They, yeah. They can't actually think like that. Yeah, but, uh, it's true. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that they're there. just the they're the worst kind of people. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, and they'll live the rest of their life like that. I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had that one guy come on my on my brass seal thing and then try and start a conspiracy oh, theory. Oh yeah, thread. that was so weird. Know. 
<laughs> how my entire brand was referencing the skull and bones 13 families that run our entire society. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> just for a moment, it was just like, I don't even know. How <laughs> you've, got to run, you've got to run with that, Brett. You've got yeah. to start sneaking shit into yeah. every video yeah. just, to, just, to, just uh, to fuck with it. Yeah, I'm just the triangles in the background. Illuminati yeah. triangles in the background of everything. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I had to have a I had to have a discussion with Laura because I I got really concerned. Actually, I, Laura, I remember you giving me some advice about the comment stuff. But I was talking to you at the TV build, and I told you about how when Jimmy was making my branding iron, that I was really happy about it and I was super proud. And then one of the very first comments when Jimmy posted that video was some guy calling me a Nazi. Because I was yeah. like blonde hair, blue eyed, and making a yeah. skull stamp, and what? I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and then <laughs> you were like, "Look, hold on. <laughs> listen, <laughs> look and listen. My last <laughs> name is Kamp." Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, fucking brilliant. Yeah, at that point, it was very easy to just be like, "Oh, that's right, you yeah. uh, you win this one." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, cool. I mean, I, I, those are the comments that annoy me the most, like the Mein Kampf and Nazi and Germany and blah, 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 because it's just like so stupid. Like there's yeah. nothing funny about it. So those are the comments that I obviously erase right away. And it's just yeah. annoying because I have to do it. Like my last video went, um, I put it on Imager. And then if you post it to communities that don't know you, like that's the first thing that they say. So I got like, yeah, a lot of Mein Kampf and Nazi comments on the last video. And it's just so annoying because, yeah, yeah you have to manually um, erase them. And I don't know what, how they get through the blacklisting every time. But anyways, nice. it's just annoying. It's not it doesn't bother me. It's just very annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I genuinely shocked that that's even an issue. People are such oh, yeah. dicks. Yeah. They are, yeah, they are. It's not even, it's not even creative. I mean, no, come on, you can just exactly. try harder. Than yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, to actually saying that, looking at the time and speaking of people being dicks, should we talk about some uh, some spiffing people instead? <laughs> that's, that's All right. Uh, thank you. Cool. cool. People that we think that are spiffing. So, Laura, who who do you think is spiffing? Cool. I think spiffing. Is that right? Spiffing? Yep. Okay, spiffin. cool. So spiffing for me is, um, it's not on YouTube, but it's an Instagram profile called cool. Prop Shop Berlin by a girl um, called Caroline Hinz. I think we have to um, put a link in the description or something. Yep. Um, because, yeah, it's actually not, it's not called Prop Shop Berlin. That's her business. But her Instagram profile is under Caroline Hinz. And she makes awesome props from her shop in Berlin. And you should check it out. It's really inspiring. Like the last thing she posted was this huge penny, like a, like a coin. Oh, yeah, it's thing. awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really And she's nice. got a chainsaw she as well. Stuff. There's a chainsaw. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah a chainsaw, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know, like, you, you can see it. I just uh, ironed on her awesome astronaut patch on my jacket today. So this oh, will nice. be my new jacket. My friends kept telling me, like, you have to wear something else for a change. I cannot look at your red jacket anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been wearing, I've been wearing that for a year almost straight. Like, no, stop it. <laughs> you look oh, like, like a comic, you know, character always wearing the same stuff. So from now on, I will be black for a year, probably. 
Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> As I say, if it makes you feel any better, according to my friends, I've been wearing the same clothes since I was 18, so... <laughs> well, you're still yeah. listening to the same bands, too, so... Yeah, this, is, this is true. <laughs> hey, he's not wrong with that. <laughs> cool. Uh, who's next? Al. Yeah, Labs. Um, labs. Okay, so... I'm going to go with JP this week. Um, for those of you who don't know Jamie Page, he's... Um, I suppose he's he'd he'd identify himself as a as a scroll sorer, but he's he's way <laughs> he's a lot more than that. Um, yeah. He's he's kind of a, a a founding father of the maker movement, uh, especially in the UK. Um, he's he's a fantastic maker. He, he's he's a, he's a wizard on the scroll saw. He does some really good turning stuff as well. But for me, the reason he's spiffing is because he does a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Um, JP's got a. He's on a, he's on the Makers International podcast. Um, he also does uh, the Mad Maker show that me and Brett have both oh, been yeah. on uh, with with Eloy, uh, which is another good show. But also, kind of behind the scenes, he's really helpful. He re- he's re- he's he's a really good voice. He's always there to give you advice. Um, he's I think he's been working heavily with uh, with Nick in terms of Maker Central, mm-hmm. um, and he's basically just he's, he's he's just he's just really good. He's he's into his charity work. He's been helping. Um, Carl, uh, Carl Jacobson with his with his kind of mobile makerspace. Yeah, um, and he's always got time for you. He's he, he doesn't sleep. He never sleeps. So he's always <laughs> on like US time as well as European time. Um, he's always he's always there for a hangout. He's always there to sh- shoot the shit and, and and talk about making and design. And he's just a really really nice bloke. He's got a great sense of humor, um, and I've got a lot of time for them. So I think I think JP's a, a really spiffing guy. And if you don't know him, go and check him out. It's JP Woodwork. Uh, I think on Instagram and YouTube. Cool. I. I have to say that I 100% agree because he just posted the video of making a bowl for Scully. Oh. The first mate. So I've not seen that yet. He didn't make me something. He made something for <laughs> the disembodied skull. Brilliant. Nice. Cool. Uh, Brett, do you want to go next? Yeah. Um, my spiffin this week is Sam Fowler. Um, nice. It's Sam Fowler on YouTube. He's a super talented farrier his his you know the majority of his early videos were him doing farrying over in um or farrier work sorry over in the uk and i have no idea why but i've always had an interest in just what it takes to shoe a horse or or what kind of process that is to have a mobile blacksmithing station you know um and then his channel is growing a horse i was i thought to shoot a horse i was like (laughs) sorry job sorry (laughs) to shoot a horse (laughs) he's a butcher he's a (laughs) he's a french butcher you go to his channel he chops up horses after shoots them (laughs) um no but he's doing amazing work and you know he's he being that he's done a lot of blacksmithing work he is he has a lot of different uh, avenues that he's kind of traveling down in his channel between making knives or, you know, I think there was some discussion about him being on Forged in Fire. So he's he's growing. He's doing really well for himself. And, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be at Maker Central. So I'm super excited yeah, to meet yeah. him. Seems like a really nice guy. So Sam Fowler is spiffing. Yeah. No, yeah, good shout. I'm, I must admit, I'm really looking forward to meeting him as well because, uh, yeah, he's, he's put out some really good stuff. And he's... Um, he's just started up a a new or he's starting a new channel with a a, a guy from canadia that's moved over it um and uh, and yeah it, it looks like they're going to be doing some really really cool stuff in the future so if you haven't checked him out already i definitely suggest it as well but, uh, 
Cool. Uh, Steve. It's my turn. Uh, for me, I am going to say that, uh, and I'm going to butcher this surname, but Ellen Durkin? I think it's Durkin. Yes. Uh, from Iron Maiden Forge is spiffing. Um, she's not only genuinely one of the most talented uh, metal workers I think I've ever seen. Um, like the she does a lot of uh, like uh, I, I, I can never pronounce it. It's repousse, the um, the art of basically Reposte. yeah of pushing metal out and and working it like that. Um, and some of the stuff she's done, she's working at the moment on uh, one that's like an anatomically correct heart um, beaten out of copper and it's absolutely insane it's mm-hmm. it's so so good um, and a lot of the work that she does is kind of uh, almost like fashion work she makes um, uh, garments and, and items of clothing out of metal and a little bit of leather work as well and it's it's in- incredible the work she does um, wow! Yeah, the, the chicken had a profit. That's it's crazy. It's, it's so good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is as well as that, she's like some of her personality comes out as well, and she just seems like such a goofball, and <laughs> like <laughs> just seems like <laughs> such an awesome person that you you genuinely just want to hang out with and and just go for a beer with. Like my all time favorite post that she's put out was during the solar eclipse, um, and it's just her stood outside on the grass in a summer dress with her hands on her hips all like superhero pose sort of thing with a welder's mask on just looking up at the sky (laughs) 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 and it's just like this yeah this brilliant juxtaposition of of everything going on in that and uh and yeah she's um she's really cool and uh, yeah (laughs) i just see it uh yeah she's really cool and does really really good work so i definitely recommend that Anybody that's interested in good work goes and checks her out. She's and her channel is called uh, uh, I Maiden Forge. Yes, yeah, it is. Cool. She also uh, teaches at the University of Delaware, I believe, or, yes. or one of the schools in Delaware. So she's an educator as well, which is just yeah. even more respect in her in her corner. That's super cool. Yeah. And cool. actually, saying that, whilst we're talking about teaching, one of the things I wanted to quickly do an extra shout out to is. Um, you only get one, Steve. <laughs> it's the Center for Metal Arts in the States. Um, I don't know if you guys uh, follow them, but again, it's another blacksmithing thing. But they were based in, I think, Florida, New York. I don't know if that's actually a place. But, um, but they're based somewhere else in the States, and they've just moved to Pittsburgh. And uh, and the new shop that they've moved to was a an old, um, uh, an old steelworks. And they they talked about it on the Blacksmith Pub podcast with um, Jesse Savage and, and Rick Barter, but uh, but there's a photo that they've put up of the the old steam hammer that's still in place in the um, in the shop, and this thing is so big that it it's like an H shape, so it's got two big arches that come out either side, and then there's pistons in the middle. Oh, cool. And and the thing is, I think it was like two hundred thousand pounds or something like that like it's a ridiculous size hammer um and they used to forge their own uh anvils there or they they believe that they used to forge their own anvils there and everything and and yeah if you uh if you go to their uh profile i'm pretty sure they've put up a uh, a picture of the hammer and Mm, and yeah and they just do loads of really good teaching and if you're in america and you want to learn 
some blacksmithing if you can get to i'm pretty sure it's pittsburgh it's somewhere that begins with a p uh in america uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the steel city steve so I'm yeah so that, make, that makes yeah. sense um but yeah if you if you can get there and you can check them out then i strongly recommend it because mm. uh, they seem like awesome. awesome guys but yeah cool, cool. uh cool. does anybody have anything else before we start wrapping up yeah, let's uh, let's give the sticker challenge another shout out because it's yeah. uh, probably yeah. maybe oh, and like I, huh? I cut her off earlier. <laughs> you cut me off? I don't remember. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, what's the, hashtag, really, what's the really hashtags on. you need? So the hashtag is uh, quicker sticker and sticker Paction. And um, yeah, I just want to encourage everybody to join and upload their designs using these hashtags because it's a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. I think like it will be maybe one more week probably right before we're before we're done. And um, yeah, but the hashtags will be ongoing. So even if you come well, up with a design later, upload it. And now but, the n- yeah. now the sponsor is involved. Exactly. Yes. It's it's not really a sponsor, but um, oh yeah, that's right. Sorry. It's a it's a not not <laughs> like we're not. Well, the thing is, like maybe they are a sponsor, but we're not making money with that. They just got right, involved right, right, because right. I ordered. It was weird. Like I ordered stickers with them. And uh, they just called me like, we have some stickers left, like overproduction. Do you want to have these? And I was yeah, I want to have these. And I'm doing the sticker challenge thing with my buddy. And maybe you guys want to get involved because it's just right up your alley. And yeah. maybe we can, you know, do something together. And they said, yeah, cool, let's do it. So the first prize is a feature in their sticker magazine, which I think is like, that's really awesome. Yeah, that's um, super so cool. They will pick the winner. and. What I like about that, it's not about how many followers or likes your your thing has. Like, even if you only have like 12 followers and, you know, 12 likes on your sticker, yeah. if they think that's the best and they are, they are the sticker pros, like you will get a feature in the magazine. And then second and third place is um, they will print that design 1,000 times and send it to you. So you can make some, some decent cash with 1,000 <laughs> yeah. stickers or just, you know, sticker bomb. <laughs> stick above laura stick yeah. above my car <laughs> yeah close. so yeah, yeah no. just join us and i hope i hope that maybe next year we can do another challenge and then more people will join maybe with even better prices so it would be cool yeah. if that was an ongoing thing yeah i would yeah. i would yeah. love this to absolutely develop into a, a wider community thing just knowing that we've got 50 or so submissions at this point and we've still got plenty of time left and i i don't care if we hit 10 like i hope it just keeps going with people being motivated (laughs) yeah but i love moments like this within the community where you know laura it's like what you talked about it's it just became a moment of going sometimes you just need to hear about what somebody else is doing to go mm-hmm. yeah you know what screw it i'm gonna do that too yeah. and mm-hmm. then it motivates you to go out and, yeah. and try something maybe you otherwise wouldn't have thought of so yeah. yeah it's a really neat idea i hope i hope everyone tries their hand at it it'd be yeah. great yeah nah, cool i've cool. got uh, i've got two things to say on that and that's firstly i for one am following both those hashtags and will be forevermore so <laughs> honestly if 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 you're listening to this in the future still put them out because i'm gonna yeah, see them true. and and i think it's brilliant yeah. um and the second thing is i think laura makes a really good point about doing it next year yeah, so yeah. i'm gonna say now that <laughs> fools with tools will make sure that this happens again next year perfect january of awesome. next year we perfect. will organize it and get yeah. it done 
Yeah. Awesome. It's a thing. For sure. Yeah. Just uh, yeah. Just do it and use it to your own advantage. Like you know, if you have a small channel, a small business, like promote the hell out of your own stuff. A lot of people will see it because the more people join, the more eyes are on it. Just yeah. use it to promote your brand and hustle. Hustle with us. Yeah. Perfect ending, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> Shoot a video, edit the video, post it to YouTube, do 10 sticker designs, run yeah. your own business, send your t-shirts out, send thank you cards out, you know, do it yeah. all. Yeah. Win it Sometimes like drink it. coffee, lots yeah. of coffee. Sometimes you drink beer. Sometimes you drink cider. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, right. Shall we, uh, shall we wrap this thing up then? Let's. Yes, please. Cool. Uh, Laura, as you're the guest, where can everyone find you? I think the best thing is to just uh, type Laura Kampf into the machine. Um, YouTube probably <laughs> is the best way to find me. Um, Instagram is hot right now because of the sticker yeah, challenge. But yeah, YouTube is, is my main hub. Yep, that's where you awesome. find me. Cool. Cool. Uh, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, YouTube as well, uh, Al Shack, and you'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at uh, Al Shakshak. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. And you'll find me at Make a Fair in Newcastle on the 28th of April, and you'll find me at Make a Central with the rest of you cool cats as well. Awesome. Cool, cool. Cool. Brett, where can everyone find you? YouTube, YouTube, Graham, uh, <laughs> Brett McAfee, Skull and Spade 13. I don't know. Figure it out. Go yeah. follow the sticker thing. That's all yeah. that matters. Yeah. Follow the stickers. Cool. And if you if you do want to find the stickers, it is in case you weren't listening, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's hashtag quicker sticker and hashtag sticker paction. And we'll put links and stuff on the show notes. Shouts. Shouts. Uh, yeah, if you want to find me, I am Moonshine Metalworks on Instagram, Facebook and the YouTubes. Uh and if you want the podcast, we are at FWT Podcast on uh, Twitter, at FWP on... No, I'm going to start that again. <laughs> <laughs> if, you want, if you want to get us, we're at FWT Podcast on Instagram. Uh, we are on Twitter as well, but I have a new phone and haven't logged into the uh, Twitter account, so don't use that. It's um, a new challenge. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can email us at hello at fwtpodcast.com and if you want the shows and everything like that just go to www.fwtpodcast.com boom cool all right cool. that is it so cool we'll uh, we'll see you cool cats well i'll see you guys at maker central and then yeah. um, everyone else we'll see you hopefully there yeah bye. thank you Cheers, for guys. having me bye-bye bye, bye. Laura. Bye. Bye. juice <laughs>